0: This is Dave Burnett. I want to welcome you to the God's Family Plan podcast for today. The title of the message for today is, Daniel, how a prophet prays for his nation. For quite some time, I've been drawn to the prophet Daniel's intercessory prayer for Israel found in Daniel chapter 9, especially verses 1 through 19. In this passage, we find an example of how to pray for a nation. For us today, Daniel's Prayer offers valuable insight in how to pray effectively for America during this time of pandemic and chaos. Please understand this is not a rigid legalistic formula, but like the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, and in Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4, this is a teaching tool. So let's get started. In the first two verses of Daniel 9, we find information that lets us know that Daniel is no longer the youth or the young man that was taken from his native Israel to serve in the courts of the king of Babylon. The timing of the events of this chapter would likely make Daniel a senior citizen somewhere between 80 and 100 years old. In verse 2, Daniel understood the words of the prophet Jeremiah. Daniel not only read from the books of the prophecy of Jeremiah, he understood its meaning and importance. It was this prophetic understanding that launched Daniel into this intense season of intercession described in the verses that follow in chapter 9. For us today, it's important to understand that according to Amos 3-7, God does nothing without telling his prophets first. Daniel was a prophet in his own right, but he still sought the counsel of the writings of the prophet Jeremiah. We need to ask ourselves, are there words of correction, direction, and encouragement or promises found in God's word that apply to our nation and to this time in history? Next, we would do well to align ourselves in support and fellowship with trustworthy prophetic voices that have a reputation for accuracy for hearing and declaring the word of the Lord. One of the keys to effectively praying for our nation is to follow Daniel's example and let the words of the prophet instruct and motivate us as we pray for our nation. So what did Daniel read? What did he find that sent him off into this season of intense intercession? Well, the answer is Daniel found a prophetic promise. Daniel uncovered the promise of the end of Israel's captivity in Babylon. As Daniel read this, he found that Israel was nearing the end of an appointed time of 70 years in captivity. Daniel knew the history of Israel. In the days of Moses, Israel had a promise, a promise to inhabit a prosperous and flourishing land, but they rebelled against the Lord and faithlessly refused to enter in. As a result, Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, until a new generation would rise up and enter in. In Moses' day, a generation of Israel missed its promise. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel did not want Israel to miss out on the promise that he had discovered in Jeremiah. He did not want them to come short of this promise. Daniel became obedient to his heavenly vision. His eyes had seen the prophetic promise, and he understood its urgency and importance. He understood that God had not given up on Israel. He understood that God had a plan for his nation. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says it this way, "'For I know the plans I have for you,' declares the Lord." Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. One of the keys to effectively praying for our nation is to find its prophetic promise in the book. God has a prophetic destiny for America, for every nation for that matter. It's written in the books, the books of the Bible. Another key to praying for our nation is to pray into its prophetic promise. We should not take it for granted that God's promises for our life, our household, our family, our tribe, or nation will simply come to pass without some faith action on our part. Daniel provides us with an example. He found the promise, and then he set his attention and focus on the God of the promise. As a present-day believer, when we focus on Jesus, we focus on the problem solver and not the enormity or impossibility of our nation's problems. The longer we focus on our nation's problems, the larger they will become. The longer we focus on Jesus, the larger he will become, until our vision of Jesus eclipses the problem we once saw as overwhelming. Daniel began to pray. According to Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew word for prayer used in verse 4 has its meaning derived from a root meaning intercession. I'll speak more on intercession in just a moment, but the word used here can also imply a hymn. Did you know you could sing a prayer unto the Lord? Think about the book of Psalms, for instance. Daniel entered into what scripture refers to as supplication, which means earnest prayer. He also entered into fasting. There are times when the severity and intensity of the situation or circumstances supersedes our desire for food. There are times when Holy Spirit draws us into an intensity of intercession that nullifies our physical appetites. Daniel entered into a time of mourning, symbolized by the wearing of sackcloth and ashes. Notice that this was not just a simple now I lay me down to sleep bedtime prayer. It was a totally immersive experience. Another aspect of praying effectively for our nation is becoming an intercessor or an advocate. Another way of looking at the role and function of an intercessor is as an advocate. In the New Testament Greek, advocate, as used especially in John 2, 1, can also mean intercessor. In modern usage, a defense attorney is an advocate. If we're brought before the judge for violating the law, a defense attorney stands in a courtroom to plead our case before the judge. Daniel entered into a season of intense intercession for Israel. In this, he reminds us of other intercessors in the Bible. Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah the household, and the residence of his nephew Lot in Genesis chapter 18. He pleaded with his angelic visitors to spare these depraved cities for the sake of the righteous. Moses interceded for Israel at Mount Sinai after they had worshipped the golden calf. In Exodus chapter 32, Moses' intercession went so far as to tell God to blot his name from the book if he would not forgive Israel. Another example of Moses' intercession is seen at Kadesh Barnea, following Israel's refusal to enter the promised land. Moses pleaded with God to not destroy Israel for their disobedience. The book of Esther is an example of the preparation and calling of an intercessor for the preservation of Israel. Esther risked her own life to appear before King Ahasuerus to plead for the lives of her people, the Jews. Jesus is the ultimate intercessor. He gave his life as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Hebrews 7.25 tells us that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us as believers. This is the role Daniel entered into in Daniel chapter 9. As one knowledgeable of the law, Daniel stood before the court of heaven and the sovereign judge of all to plead Israel's case. Another aspect of effectively praying for our nation is observing the protocol of the court. In verse 4 of Daniel 9, we find Daniel's opening remarks. If anyone was ever suited to address a royal court, it was Daniel. His three years of training and his distinguished service in the royal court of Babylon prepared Daniel to address the court and to address it with honor and respect. That is precisely what we find in verse 4. O oh Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and extends loving kindness toward those who love him and keep his commandments. Daniel begins his plea by honoring the judge and acknowledging the judge's authority. He continues this theme throughout the intercessory prayer that follows through verse 19. As we pray for our nation, we would do well to give honor to the court of our king the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and pay respect to his authority and his ability to grant us the grace and mercy we need. Another aspect of effectively praying for our nation is identifying with its sin. By all accounts, Daniel was an upright and godly man. However, as he intercedes for Israel, Daniel identifies with Israel's sin. Daniel uses phrases like, we have sinned, we have not listened, we have not obeyed. In the King James, the personal pronouns, we, us, our, are used more than 30 times in verses 5 through 18. This was not an impersonal prayer for Daniel. Israel was his bloodline. He was interceding for his relatives, family, and household. If we skip down to verse 20, Daniel states that he was confessing his own personal sins. When we intercede for our nation, we need to make it personal. It's not about the governmental institution or a political system. It's not about them, whoever them may be. It's about us. We, our, we have sinned as a nation. The sin of our nation is impacting all of us. It's not just their problem. It's our problem. When Daniel was a youth, he was a godly young man. When his nation fell to the Babylonians, Daniel was personally taken captive. He was personally included in the mess his nation was in. Another aspect of effectively praying for our nation is repentance. From top to bottom and beginning to end, this is what can be called identificational repentance or vicarious intercession. It's not unusual for an intercessor to actually feel the shame, the emotional burden, or even the physical torment of the person or persons they're praying for. That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6 in the New King James Version. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray we've turned every one to his own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all Daniel shared in the weight of Israel's sin its rebellion stubbornness and shame over many decades of his captivity but during this season of intercession he carried this burden for Israel before the court of heaven Again, the heart of Daniel's prayer is repentance. Repentance is more than telling God you're sorry. Repentance involves a change of mind or the way we think about our actions and attitude. The parable of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 is an example of true repentance. The prodigal son finally came to himself or came to his senses in a far country. It was there he changed the way he thought about his circumstances. His thoughts turned to the goodness of his father and he began the journey home. Seventy years in Babylon, Israel was in a far country. It was nearing the time for Israel to begin its journey home. In this case, Daniel repented on behalf of Israel. As Israel's advocate and intercessor, Daniel entered a guilty plea on Israel's behalf. Essentially, Daniel's plea was, we are wrong. We are guilty. We own the shame of our sin, but God is right, just, and merciful. Another aspect of effectively praying for our nation is appealing to God's grace and mercy. Verses 16 through 19 are Daniel's closing argument before the court of heaven. In verse 16, Daniel states his petition to the court in a simple and forthright manner. O Lord, in accordance with all your righteousness and just acts, please let your anger, your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. In verse 17, Daniel appeals to the supreme judge to hear his prayer, his intercession. And shine his face upon, or in other words, show his favor to, the desolate sanctuary, the temple. In verse 18, Daniel asks God to listen and look at the desolation of Jerusalem, the city that bears the Lord's name. Daniel makes it clear that he's making this plea not on the basis of, quote, our own merits, but because of God's mercy and compassion. Daniel is throwing himself and all of Israel upon the mercy of the court. He's making no excuses. He is openly admitting a guilt that he shares with all of Israel. He is asking God to grant his petition for the sake of God's own name. Because your people and your city bear your name. As we conclude today's podcast, allow me to summarize Daniel's prayer for his nation. In Daniel... Israel had an advocate and an intercessor. His intercession received direction and motivation from the words of the prophet Jeremiah. Daniel found a prophetic promise and began to pray and intercede for its fulfillment. His advocacy was governed by an understanding of the law. He understood the protocol of addressing the court. He was willing to identify with and intercede for the sin of his nation. He made no excuses. He admitted guilt and threw himself on the mercy of God the holy and righteous judge of all. In verse 20 of Daniel 9, we find Daniel, having carried this intercessory mantle to the point of exhaustion, received heavenly help and encouragement from the angel Gabriel. Daniel's intercession released an angelic visitation. It should be obvious that our nation needs earnest intercession and fervent prayer. Who among us is willing to bear the burden of this intercessory mantle? Who will stand in the place of repentance for our nation's rebellion against God? Who is willing to say as an American, We have sinned. We have not listened to the prophet. We have been stubborn and rebellious. We bear the shame of our sin. In 2 Chronicles 7, 13-14, God promises if I shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or if I command locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence and plague among my people, and my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek, or crave, require as a necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. In the New Testament, in 1 John 1, 9, it tells us that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is calling modern-day Daniels in America, in every nation of the earth, to humble themselves and to take upon themselves the intercessory mantle of repentance. Will you pray? Will your household pray? Our prayer can make a difference in the course of the history of this nation. According to James 5.16, the effectual, fervent prayer of one Christian has great power. The books of Ezra and Nehemiah record the return of Israel to Jerusalem and the rebuilding of the temple. God was faithful. He was faithful to his word, and he was faithful to the words of the prophet Jeremiah. He was also faithful to the intercession of a prophet named Daniel. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today, he still keeps his prophetic promises. Today, he will honor the intercession of the saints. Finally, I simply and humbly ask that you consider Daniel's example and intercede for our nation to fulfill its God-given destiny and enter into the fullness of its prophetic promise. This is Dave Burnett saying God bless you, God bless your household, and God bless America. Amen.